All right, welcome back to another episode of Three Dudes One Hoop. As always, I'm Mike. I'm joined by my boys Benny and Easy, and we got another multi-topic episode for you today. We're going to start off uh, talking about the All-Star selections. So the vote tally came out for the starters. So we know who's going to start. We have a good idea of who's going to be in the game, so we can talk about who got in and you know uh, the, the different the different voting ranks by player because all that information is out. I think that that'll be really fun to talk about. We got some trade rumors to talk about uh so we're gonna hit on a few of those and last but not least we're gonna finish it up with a, a mailbag session um so some people sent uh some questions to us some nba uh you know related people alvin gentry i think is one of them right easy and a few others so they, they you know they're asking our our you know professional advice on what to do with their you know careers or their different situations and uh as a pod i think we're going to come together as a group and and really give them the best advice for their uh, for their different problems. So <laughs> look forward to that at the end. Um, but we'll start off here with the all-star votes. So all-star selections were announced. We know who's starting. Uh, we got LeBron and KD as the captains because they're the top two vote getters. So LeBron will be picking alongside KD uh, as it, when they do their drafts. You have Giannis, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, DeMar Rosen as the other starters out east. And you have Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and John Morant as uh, rounding up your lineup, your starting lineup for the Western Conference. So I guess we'll start off with those starters. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you to, do you think, the, you know, this was the right lineup to, to get? Do you think the right people got the starting jobs? Or is there any, any surprises, anything, you know, any thoughts on who got in and who didn't at, for the starting lineup? I think it's, I think it's, they're pretty good. I think they're pretty fair. Um, I thought, I don't know why I'm, Thinking this, but I thought Kevin Durant wasn't going to play. Is that accurate? He's, he's not, not going to play. Miss he's not. He's yeah. not going to play. He still got selected because. So have the they said who's going to replace replace him or no? They haven't, the I haven't lineup, seen no. anything for for replacements yet. I think that the alternates will probably get picked a week before. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. but for me, like, yeah, they're fine. They're fine for me. Yeah, they're all pretty deserving guys. I take no issue with the Wiggins one. Mm. Not um, me either. Like I know people are going to say Cat, but it's a fan vote. 50%. If I'm thinking about that correctly, it's a 50% vote for the fans. Yeah. There's the, the way fans get 50 more fans the, for yeah. Golden State than mm. there are for Minnesota. Mm. Pat doesn't really polarize himself as a guy that's like loved by the fans that much. Um, not saying Wiggins is either by any stretch of the imagination, but like the Warriors hive is definitely bigger than the Timberwolves hive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that Wiggins. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention that Wiggins has actually had a decent season. And when you compare Wiggins to what we have left in terms of forwards, Paul George injured. Um, who's this other guy? Draymond got injured. So now it's like, okay, well, there goes the other Warriors guy who could have gotten in. Um, you know, you look at the forwards in the West and most of them are injured or they just haven't been playing as good or they're not on a winning team. So you're pretty much just left with Cat and Wiggins. And I see Cat as a center. So, like, it's kind of hard for me to, like, justify putting Cat as a power forward next to Jokic in the starting lineup. I know that's not kind of how it works for the lineup. So I take no issue with the Wiggins if it's like 50% fan vote and that he's not having a bad season. He's just the third option on a good team, um, arguably second option offensively. So I don't have an issue with these lineups. Like, I really don't. Yeah, I think the Wiggins one was interesting for me to see just because I didn't really think of him as an all-star starter. But just like you were saying, when you dig into it, uh, especially with the forwards out West, it's, you know, it's pretty clear it was either going to be him or Draymond. And I only say Draymond because uh, he got 
a pretty high amount of the player vote and fan vote. Um, like we were saying before, obviously Golden State Warriors have a lot of fans. So interesting enough, Draymond ranked higher for front court uh, than Andrew Wiggins amongst players. So Draymond finished third amongst player votes and Wiggins finished fifth for front court. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I think it just goes to show that he's still really respected by a lot of the other NBA players. Um, and, you know, even though he doesn't have the, the, those type of same type of numbers, people still recognize him as a winning player, um, which I think was a question, right? Even just like a couple of seasons ago, um, it's like, oh, can you still win a championship with Draymond? Is Draymond washed? Like that was a huge conversation. But, you know, I think this year him being on a good team, then playing well, he was clearly saving his best for a better opportunity. And he got that this year. So, yeah, yeah I have no I problems mean- with, with the selections. And even going into Draymond a little bit, like just look mm. how much Steph has struggled without Draymond. Mm. Like I know that shooting, like Curry shouldn't be shooting like this, but how much easier Draymond made it for Curry to get those numbers before his injury. Like Curry is yeah. like really, really, really cold right now. Like if it weren't for yeah. Clay, low key, like where would the Warriors kind of be right now? Mm. Um, so it just kind of shows the value that Draymond still has, even not even from a defensive perspective, but as like a playmaker for Curry to be better. Um, I think we underrated that a little bit. Yeah, there's um, an argument that he's like their second most important offensive player, like even over Clay, just because of all the other yeah. things that he does. With you know, it sounds ridiculous to, to pick somebody <laughs> for All Star because they set good screens, but like he really does set good screens and makes great passes off of them, and makes the right reads. He's a perfect player for the system. So, and you know, clearly that their number what number two in the in the west so you know it, it, it's a fair it's a fair shake that he got being you know the third highest uh vote getter and it'll probably still be like an honorary selection but obviously he'll have to be rotated out because he's injured so well deserved um uh, out west or out east um pretty chalk like i said you have uh, you know t- usual suspects uh kd Giannis, joel trey young demar Derozan. Um, I thought it was interesting uh, that Zach Levine got second. He he ranked second highest for guards amongst player votes. Um, and he just missed out on uh, being the second starter because Trey Young got more fan votes. So, and just by by one place, because he was second in fan votes, Zach Levine was third in, in fan votes. So really close. I would have liked to see both starters be from Chicago, but obviously, you know, I have no problem with Trey Young being there. Um, so... I guess the only other thing of note that stuck out to me in the Eastern Conference voting was Jimmy Butler. And, you know, again, it, it makes sense because of all the games he's missed. But he's eight, he, he ranked eighth for players, uh, for player votes. So, you know, behind guys like, we're talking about Miles Bridges, Jared Allen, um, you know. Obviously, with the games missed, of course, he's not going to be a starter and he's going to be a borderline, you know, selected player. But I think it's just interesting to think about how he's going to take that the rest of the season, knowing the type of player he is, always with a chip on his shoulder. So I think that's something to watch for. Um, but then anything else stick out to you guys out East or anything you want to comment on? No, I I guess maybe Kyrie Irving being so high because he's also missed, mm. obviously, a bunch of games. So yeah. him being so high, um, not just with the player ranks, but with fans and even media, yeah. he was pretty high up there. So I thought... Yeah, still top 10 in, in all yeah. categories. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that one was a little surprising. But other than that, no, I think all the guys that are here pretty much deserved votes. I don't know what type of season Derrick Rose is having. I see him on here. I didn't think he was doing that No, he's that injured. Well. He's injured. That's just fans. He's injured. That's just fans because he was 14th amongst players. But yeah. he's always going to have so many fan votes, and he was eighth. And since that takes yeah. up 50%, he's going to be in that top 10. Jalen Brown sense. is pretty low. Well, yeah, another one that I was going to say is Van Vliet. Yeah. I think he's pretty low. 
No, but Van yeah, Vliet yeah. has had like a really good stretch um, with Toronto winning a lot of games recently. The one that surprises me, Jalen Brown, because you see Jalen Brown super low amongst the guards, but then you see mm. Jason Tatum and he's fourth with the front court. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I think guess a, that's I just think a lot of like the fans. Yeah. I want to say that's a yeah. lot of fans, but also like the player rank too. You have Jalen Brown mm. at 11 and Jason Tatum mm. at six. Like, there's a little bit of a favoritism going on with Tatum that I'm not too happy about. I yeah, like Jalen Brown. You know, like I know he's not as good as like a lot of these other guards, mm. but like I don't even consider Jalen Brown like a shooting guard. Like I don't even think of him like that. Yeah, I think of him more of as a you know a three or a four. You know, I thought but, he was more like a three. Like I, I, yeah, I haven't seen enough Celtic basketball to know what he really plays all the time. But, um, yeah, no, I, I just. It's just kind of surprising to see how like Boston fans are going to show out for like Tatum, but they're not going to show out for Jalen Brown. Like in well, the I think that's vote. the thing too. You know, it's like you have to play both these guys at the same time. Uh, it sounds like Jalen Brown's playing out of position, so <laughs> he's bit. probably not playing the best <laughs> that he could be. And clearly, Boston as an organization and the fans, you know, they want Jason Tatum to succeed more so than Jalen Brown even. Even though I think we've all said at different points in this podcast that we think Jalen Brown could be more of a, you know, make more winning plays in a game than Tatum. Not to say that he's better than Tatum, but, you know, it feels like he has his, he has his mindset a little more together than Tatum's at times. So, yeah, definitely something, something to look out for. Again, I mean, we, we may talk about, talk about them for the trade deadline, but that's going to be a, a thing for the rest of their careers is do you yeah. go Jalen? Do you go Tatum? You know, like what, what's the deal there? So, but um, yeah. So you know, I think we'll get more. It'll it'll be interesting to see who the alternates are for all the injured players as we get closer. And obviously, the draft is always really fun to watch. So it will be LeBron and KD picking. So that should be a pretty fun TNT uh, session. Yeah, with uh, Charles Barkley. Some practice and all these guys before the deadline. About him. <laughs> <laughs> Some practice for LeGM. <laughs> talent, talent evaluation on full display. Um, uh, could be good red. So <laughs> I guess uh, with that, uh, we'll go to our, our next segment here, which is on general managers coming into the, the next couple of weeks and the decisions that they're going to be making for their team's future, their roster's future. Uh, so trade deadline is February 10th, right, guys? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to say so, it's around that day. February yeah. 10th. Uh, I, I feel like it's not going to be a very busy trade deadline. I think that's something that we were all talking about before. It's, there, doesn't, there doesn't seem to be a lot of rumors. Um, there's obviously the big fish still out there in Philadelphia and elsewhere, but really who knows what's going to happen in those situations. So we'll talk about a few other destinations that I think are interesting. And I'll, I'll throw it to you, Easy. You had a couple teams that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So a couple teams that I think are going to have to make a decision in the trade deadline, whether it's to rebuild or just, just like try to make a push. Um, the Celtics and the Clippers – um, I would say Celtics would be more of a push than a sell. I don't think they're ready to give up on the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And I don't think they should give up on that duo um, this year, at least maybe next year you want to do that, or you want to see one more full season after this one with that team. Um, so this is when you got to start thinking if you're a Celtics fan, like, okay, what can we get rid of at this point? Because it's not like we have a lot of um, assets yeah. even to begin with. Um, so I guess the, what I'm thinking is you got to trade Marcus Smart because he's not a point guard, but mm. they want him to be a point guard, but he's not a point guard. No, definitely um, not. <laughs> you got to trade Josh Richardson because he has the salary and that contract to make it work. 
um, in a trade. Yeah, they got a big, big deal back, right? Yeah, and then you got to yeah. start thinking, okay, like maybe we should get a real point guard, you know? <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. if we get an actual playmaker for Tatum and Brown, they won't have to like be relied on so heavily to carry the offense and not pass the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know where in the NBA you could find that kind of point guard. Um, I guess you got to think maybe, I don't know, um, maybe De'Aaron Fox with the Kings doing bad right now. Like, I don't know how good of a fit De'Aaron is with those two guys, but I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're trying something different, you might as well get De'Aaron because it's better than whatever you're getting from Marcus Smart (laughs) and, um, and, uh, Josh Richardson. But you know, it's just one of those situations where like they need to get a point guard. Like that's where I think they're going to go in the trade deadline. And I think it's going to have to be an upgrade. I don't think it's going to be like, let's get a draft pick for Marcus Smart. Like, I don't think that's how it's going to be. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a fair point for them. For yeah, the I think they, they need a, a, a contributor that's not Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown and someone to handle the ball. I mean, I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be an interesting name to, to watch during the, the trade deadline. I'm sure, you know, if the, if the Kings were smart, and we'll talk about that later, I guess, uh, you know, they'd pick a bidding war for him type of thing because I think there's going to be a lot of people interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they're, they're struggling to put it together this year. Al Horford is somebody who is making way too much money to, to, you know, that (laughs) they just have a lot of, you know, really big salaries that aren't doing a whole lot for them. You know, you have, you talked about Richardson, you know, they have Horford there on the roster. So it's, it's going to be tough to make a a deal without stapling assets, you know, maybe picks, you know, which I think I can't. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't see them trading Robert Williams. I know that's another piece that they like. Right, right. And I think that, like, his contract's too good right now to be trading Agreed. in this situation. Like, you should not be trading Robert Williams. But, like, like at that point, then it's just Marcus Smart. Like, it's Marcus Smart. It's Smart. It's, and it's Marcus Smart, you know, what, three years removed from his, like, peak value probably. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, it, it's it's not great. Um a lot of mismanagement in Boston over the past two years. I think that's kind of floating on them right now. Boston has had literally like seven years of picks mm-hmm. and they like did not do anything. Yeah. No really great deals that landed their way. And just, just a lot of deals. Yeah. They didn't do yeah, any I mean, deals. Didn't do why any, why yeah. didn't they do deals? It pisses me yeah. off. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they should have gone full 2k and instead they went, you know, the other way. So <laughs> they just drafted a bunch of guys. Like we thought they were like, yeah. Oh, they're gearing up for a superstar. Like who are yeah. they going to trade for? And they just did nothing. They right. did nothing. They were like, yeah, Tatum and Brown are enough. Great. <laughs> like, yeah, it turns out not actually. So I mean, that's the story of Boston, bad, right? Bad roster. Yeah, it is. That is uh, yeah. 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 Whether Danny Age is there or not, they yeah. they've had plenty of chances to to make the move now to help the roster compete for get finally get past the conference finals, and they they've never been willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's weird, I, and you know I don't know if it's like an investment thing from the from the owner not willing to put in a ton of money to the team, but it, it's strange it, that they wouldn't do it with two top fifteen talents if you want to say yeah. in the East, anyways. You know, isn't it ironic though? that like at the time Danny Ainge was the guy around and he had the picks to make a trade and he did it in 2008 and it worked out, but he wouldn't do it later on. When it's easier to make trades. Yeah. Right. Like you're in the era of trades. It's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to get more for your picks now Mm -hmm. than it was back then. And you're telling me after what happened for that one ring, like, you know how everyone freaks out about the Celtic ring, the one ring they won, like (laughs) sick, but like, you don't think Danny Ainge would have been like, yeah, let's do that again. No, he was like, yeah, let's just get Peyton Pritchard. 
Like that'll work. Yeah, and a lot of that too <laughs> comes from just not getting Anthony Davis. Not that they necessarily had a chance to, but it felt like for a while with all those assets that they had, and given what you know, given what the Lakers paid for Davis, it feels like Boston could have paid even more. But it feels like them not being able to get Anthony Davis really kind of made a domino effect in terms of them not being able to or not even willing to just get other players. So it's, um, you know, it's pretty interesting, I guess, how things have landed for them. Then we'll see where it goes in the future. But um, I guess I, what about another team you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, I know Easy had mentioned Sacramento. Do you want to do that now? Oh, no, I was going to do Sacramento later. I was thinking Clippers. Okay, okay. Clippers because I was yeah, kind of thinking it. the yeah. other way. If you're the yeah. Clippers, you kind of probably want to double down on this season. I, I don't think yeah. you're trying to like, I don't think you're trying to actively lose necessarily, but I don't think you're actively trying to make a push for a ring this year. Mm. Um, Kawhi, we don't know anything with Kawhi. You never know if he's going to come back now or later. Um, he probably won't come back at this point. I, right? I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um, and we talked about it in the preseason pod that like, yeah, yeah. You would, we, we all thought that he would, I'm pretty sure we all thought he would probably come back if, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the Clippers were playing well. And yeah. And, like, with the Paul George injury, like, I don't see a universe where he comes back. That injury is, like, that's another one, yeah. a UCL. Yeah. Like, that's a ligament tear. Like, you don't just come back from that in a month and a half. Like, mm-hmm. that takes time. And you don't play him unless you think you're going to make a push. And if Kawhi's not playing, you're not making a push. So, <laughs> if I'm the Clippers, I'm trying to find a way to retool my team in a way that gives me the salary cap I need to get a third guy or to do a sign and trade for a third guy. Um, obviously you can't do that right now, but you can try to trade some of those assets right now for like expiring contracts. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, you might want to trade like a Marcus Morris, right. Who like, this is going to be the peak of his value right now. You're not going to get much better than what he is right now. Um, Ibaka needs to get out. You need to trade that contract. You need to trade Eric Bledsoe because he's a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of guys that they have that they can trade that aren't going to contribute to the team when it does come time to actually win, what can you get for that now? Right? Like That's maybe there's something out yeah. there. Maybe I, I would think it's a point guard that they would need um, similar to the Celtics, but not necessarily. I was thinking something along the lines of like, I don't know if you could take advantage of this, but maybe the Mavericks with Jalen Brunson, like, if they're like going I know the Mavericks, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. Like if the yeah. Mavericks are officially thinking we can't win with Jalen and Luca together, maybe, they're trying to capitalize on a trade before Jalen gets to sign as an unrestricted free agent somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're willing to do that. Um, but I don't think the Clippers should be trying to actively tank, but I don't think they should be actively trying to win either. It's more of like a setup for next year. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Go ahead, Benny. Uh, I was just going to say, I like, I yeah. guess I, I totally agree with that. It's just, I guess it's still going to be really tough for them though, because yeah, Marcus Morris, they can probably get something decent for him. But, like, for the rest of these guys, their stocks are really, really low. Mm. So they, they could do that. I mean, they really don't have much other option, to be honest, because, like you said, they're not going to be able to get somebody to help them push for the title. Like a Bradley Beal, they're not going to be able to do something like that. But, yeah, even even if they wanted to retool now, it's um, they're, they're watching the season anyway, because whether they do it now or in the summer, this roster has, be, has to be completely revamped regardless. So they can do it whenever they want, because their stocks are still going to be really low, in my opinion whether it's now or in the summer. Yeah, I agree. I think this year is kind of a little bit of a punt. and Which is, you know, which is a real shame like for them and yeah. the Lakers. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> for both the LA teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot they can do. 
I had I had high hopes for like Zubats coming into the season, for example. Like that's a player that I thought was going to be a lot better than he's been. Um, but it it turns out giving him more minutes actually wasn't <laughs> actually wasn't uh, a good thing because you know for a while there was like a per thirty six minute god right he's like oh man guy <laughs> just like played a, you know starter minutes you know he could probably put up great numbers but it just didn't work out so yeah I don't know how much help Reggie Jackson needs yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no I saw I was hearing a pod I think it was the Bill Simmons pod they talked about like a trade that like like if they're just like yeah whatever we'll retool for next year go all in. There was one of like, I think it was like Ibaka. Um, who was the third guy I mentioned? It was Marcus Morris and someone else. I um, forgot who it was. It was another salary that. dump. It was another salary dump. Um, yeah. And it, they said for John Wall <laughs> because his contract <laughs> doesn't end this season, but it ends next season. So if you're going yeah. all in, you go John Wall, Kawhi, mm. Paul. <laughs> you're worried yeah. that you're having a walking ambulance, you know, at every fucking Literally, game. Man. Because you know that someone's gonna get injured at some point, but like if you're going all in, is that the worst thing we've ever heard? You get John Wall for half a season to like regain his form, come yeah, into it's, next it's season. Really not. Yeah, like sounds like the old Oladipo uh, ordeal. No, not necessarily because we know Oladipo is healthy and he's not playing. So like <laughs> John Wall, we also know is healthy, but we know that the Rockets mm. don't want him to play, <laughs> so it's a little bit different. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, could you get him for Serge Ibaka? You know, I, that was the one I you mentioned. Was, Ibaka. Yeah. I think if I'm Houston, I want yeah. John Wall off my team as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> doesn't want to be there. I feel like you know that's that's a good name to bring up in terms of people who will probably get moved, just because yeah. you know what is he doing there? What are they doing with him? And right. so he's not going to play for them, so you know, I, I I could see the Clippers being kind of like a, a <laughs> desperation landing spot, and I'm sure he'd like to play in LA. Uh, potentially with Kawhi and PG if they come back. So, yeah. The other Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers, to to LA. Sorry. Yeah, two. Yeah, two Russell Westbrooks in LA. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to pay for that. I'd I'd watch that game. Yeah, I'm also looking I'm at the comfort the, of my home where I can change the channel. <laughs> I I'm looking at the Clipper roster and they have a guy named Chase Scrub with two Bs on the roster. <laughs> I think Amazing. that sums it up for them. <laughs> I think that you know. Bad, a bad move there from the, their part. Getting a guy named Scrub, so, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we'll see what the, where the Clippers go. They're twenty six and twenty six right now. It's so literally seven, like they yeah. can either choose to lose or they can choose yeah. to like still try and get a play in spot. Like, yeah. Do they have no their one... pick for next season or for for this draft coming up? Oh, man, I don't do remember. Know? I don't think I don't they remember do either. I, I don't think they do because of all the trades that they pulled. Yeah, to get these fucking. I think people, the Thunder so. have it. <laughs> I think the, the Thunder, Thunder probably, have it. The, the, probably the Thunder have it. You know what? That was a great investment. On their, the Thunder's on their the best. Part. Yeah, that's the best yeah. guess for anybody's first round pick. <laughs> it's by the Thunder. Pretty much. <laughs> the Thunder in New Orleans, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. so, yeah, so something to watch out for there in LA. Um, any other teams you guys want to hit up? No, but I was kind of talking to you guys yeah. off pod. Maybe a couple of players that mm. I don't know if those teams we mentioned would go for, but especially because like the Clippers are basically going to end up chalking the season but we were kind of mentioning like Derek White and Eric Gordon mm. those those yeah. would be some pretty interesting names from the, what I've read those are probably the two that intrigued me the most um Derek White mainly because I wouldn't I probably wouldn't consider him a three and D player his because his three-point shooting has always been like I guess average league average which is still fine but what really um ups his his um value is that he's a really good defender especially perimeter defender 
So the team that I've seen get mentioned more with him is like Atlanta. And mm. even though Atlanta started off the season really poorly, they have been playing very well recently. And with all that being said, they probably still have the worst defense in the league. So a guy like Derek White <laughs> to play with Trey Young could be something pretty interesting for them to want to explore. And then the other one, Eric Gordon, obviously we know what he can contribute for like, you know, for all his shooting and his scoring and everything else. Not, you're not going to get anything for his defense, but you will get something valuable for his scoring that in a playoff run you could want to consider. And then for Eric Gordon, I don't really see a lot of teams mentioned for him because apparently like the, the thinking is that he's going to just stay in Houston for the season. Right. Yeah. But so I just, I was kind of brainstorming. I don't know what they would have to give up or how the salary works or anything like that, but I was kind of thinking 16 mil T exactly. Exactly. It'd be very difficult. So I was thinking like teams in the mold that like of like a, damn it. It was like a, like a Chicago or something like that. I don't know what they would have to give up for that, but just because Chicago's depth has never really, um, been a positive for them at least for the past couple seasons so i'm thinking of teams like that where like they're good but they need depth especially if they want to make a good playoff run so i'm thinking kind of teams like a chicago or a utah in the western conference especially with joe ingles being out now for utah right mm, true yeah so, i mean some a team that needs shooting right so yeah. right so yeah. i'm thinking that's i don't know about utah so much because you already have jordan clarkson yeah and if you put jordan clarkson and eric gordon together that's what I was gonna say. Is that like uh, Quinn Snyder would really, yeah. Quinn Snyder would have to be very uh, yeah effective with his thought processes. I do think yeah. Chicago's not bad. I think that's actually pretty good. Um, my only thing is the salaries again. They're always super yeah. difficult to navigate. I can only think yeah. Derek Jones. Um, rest in peace, Derek Jones. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know. You got to round it out. I guess I don't know if they have any mid-level exceptions or like cap holds that they have left over i'm not really too sure how it works i think you could get yourself within seven million i guess maybe they i mean salary cap is fiction in this league so maybe they find a way yeah, to work can, that out yeah right it's always but, space. Um, yeah like maybe it's created somehow and then they would probably have to give up at least a second rounder um to even get houston's attention to trade Derek right. Gordon. because like what's the point of getting Derek jones like you're just giving eric gordon to chicago for free like no you're gonna get a pick um, yeah. yeah i mean i was also thinking you know, depending if they want to try to go all in, if they're, you know, if they're, if they're not selling, which I don't think they would be, but uh, the Hawks, you know, if they want to try to make a push, not that yeah, they would they really, sell. you know, if they want to really go all in on, on the offense side of the ball, they, you know, they have players like Kevin Knox, he was making like 6 million this year. Uh, Kong, he's been pretty good. So you probably don't want to. Isn't don't that want just him, like, but, like, I, I'm just thinking like, wouldn't yeah. that just be Lou Williams yeah. though? And we're getting the words yeah, and and, like and we're just going through these yeah. like like yeah. the thing with Hawks is that they should not be trading for guards right now at yeah, all. Yeah, unless they, they have play like defense. <laughs> right, unless they play defense. So I, that's why I don't mind Derek, oh, Derek White, White he actually right? plays defense. Yeah. yeah, but like as long as you trade like three guards for Derek White, I'm good with it because that means Derek <laughs> yeah. White is actually playing. I mean, they have they have guards to spare. They have Timothy Luawu Cabral. Right. So. But what happens if they end up trading like another big, and then it's like, okay, great, we now we have five guards instead of four. You don't want like, like, Will and Timothy Luau. What for, <laughs> for Derek White? Oh, for my God. Staying with uh for Eric Gordon, do you guys think that a team, maybe Memphis should be buyers in that and have him off to for Eric Gordon to come off the bench for them? Yeah, I can uh, see that. I mean, it's it really depends what they have to give up, but. Right. I mean, the thing is, you don't want to give up any of the young talent. Like they'd have to give up a pick, most likely. Yeah, they have to give up a pick. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't. I mean, does do they need Eric Gordon? I guess is the question. Yeah, I I really don't think so. Um, 
Because just so, like even yeah. from like an experience, at least in the playoffs, Eric Gordon has more than probably all these guys. Don't yeah, like Stephen Adams much, like that, or Stephen Adams. <laughs> besides him and Stephen Adams, <laughs> is he is Eric Gordon a potential buyout guy? Can he be bought out this year? I don't buyout think I don't he's think so. Agree yeah. to losing sixteen mil. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they can they can come to an agreement or something, but right, yeah. but like. He's getting minutes from Houston like a lot, so I don't think yeah. Houston even minds him being there. Honestly, yeah, it seems like they, they like him there too. So. They're like, "Oh, Jalen's zero for eleven today. Let's put Eric Gordon in for the next game." <laughs> like, want to make five threes on ten attempts or something? Like that. <laughs> Literally. So I think should that, Memphis be a buyer anyway? In in general, I mean, like just for any type of like, this could be a good know. opportunity. I feel like the off season's a time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. they're kind of playing with house money right now. They're yeah. you know they're definitely ahead of schedule. So. I don't know if they really want to mess with that right now. And thinking about their needs, I don't know if they really have a strong need for like a secondary creator or a secondary, you know, they have all that on their roster already. Yeah. With Brooks and with Melton and, with, you know, Clark and Jaron Jackson and all these guys, like they, they yeah. just have so many different multi, like versatile players on their roster that I feel like they're, they're well suited to like what Easy was saying in a couple of pots. Yeah. But it's like, you can see them making a run. Is it going to happen? You know, I don't think so, but you can see it happening. So, but you know, like you were saying too, easy to your point, maybe the off season would be the time to make that decision. Yeah, I think yeah. what they need to do is just see how this team does in playoffs to then see yeah. in the playoffs what are we missing? Like what yeah. went wrong? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to fix that? I think what they would benefit from is a guy like Wiggins, even though they're not gonna be able to get him. Yeah. Another guy like Wiggins. I know you have Desmond Bain, who's a great shooter, but if you just get another wing defender in there, you're 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 doing pretty well. You don't want to get a guy that's gonna take minutes from Jaron Jackson. You need him to keep playing. You're not going to get a center who's going to take away from the offensive ability of Jaron Jackson, John Morant, Desmond Bain. Yeah, and you like, like Steven Adams in there. You know, right. He, may, he you, may not be the best, but he brings something to the team that you can't really yeah. find that easily. So, like, I'm thinking it would have to be a, like a, a 3 and D, even though it's super hard to find any of these guys nowadays because they're all yeah. getting signed anyways. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what you got to pray for if you're Memphis is that Boston tanks. They're willing to trade Jalen Brown, and that's the guy you go after, honestly. And he wants like to I, come to you, too. You know, he wants to go I to think, Memphis. I think Jalen yeah. Brown's the kind of guy that wouldn't mind going to a yeah. place like Memphis. Agreed. I don't Agreed. think he would have an issue with that. Um, and then imagine that lineup that in the offseason that you're coming in with John Moran, Desmond Bain, Jalen Brown, Jaron Jackson, and then Steven Adams at the moment, who is probably going to be a cheaper contract once he does resign. So, yeah, yeah. Like, and then it doesn't matter who's on your bench at that point. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and then like <laughs> and and they still have the long-term contracts for Brandon Clark, DeAnthony Melton, um, Conchar. Um, you have um this other guy, I forget. I'm blinking out on their names. Um Bain. Bain. Well, we we mentioned Bain in the starting line. Mm. Uh, they have a bunch of guys, they have like 11 yeah. guys that yeah, all yeah. play. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I think Memphis are buyers when it's the offseason, though. I think they really roll with that playoff team um and see what they can do to see what the weakness is. It's kind of like mm. what the Utah Jazz should have like did three years ago but then didn't make a move to fix that's right. what memphis needs to do <laughs> they just need to know what to fix yeah are they gonna pull the trigger right i, I guess is what we're yeah. kind of all talking about and you know which trigger are they gonna pull so <laughs> it should be interesting to see um but i think that kind of does it for i guess our, the trade talk i don't know if there's anybody else you guys want to hit up i guess like since benny brought up joe ingles and the acl yeah. injury mm. utah needs to make a move like badly yeah they like, really do it's it's getting pretty dire over there. And we yeah. thought that the offseason moves of Rudy Gay and Whiteside, those additions would be like big time. Maybe Rudy Gay ends up being better now without Joe Ingles on the floor. Maybe he ends up opening up a little bit, but 
that team is lost right now. Like Nuggets are about to pass them for the fourth seed. Like it's getting bad. Yeah, it was just crazy to think about the Nuggets kind of surging. Especially with the start that they had, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Utah definitely needs to to get somebody to fill in for that Joe Ingles role because that's kind of what made it so dangerous is having Ingles and Clarkson and, and Bogdanovich, uh, you know, versatile guys who can shoot. You know, Ingles isn't a, a good defender, but he'll try. Um, yeah. So, you know, I guess you're thinking for a forward for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking you got to trade Jordan Clarkson personally yeah. right okay. i think that's got i think he's got to go i think he's just too much of like you don't need that in the playoffs necessarily like you do need a guy to you score but i think you, right one you can't yeah. depend on it and then two you have donovan mitchell and mike conley so like i already have two guards that can score like they can get their own not necessarily conley as much anymore but like donovan mitchell is like the best combo guard arguably in the West, one of the, one of at least top five, let's call him top five. So yeah. like I already have an undersized guard playing. If I have Jordan Clarkson on the floor with him, I have, it's pretty redundant at that point. So why do I even have Jordan Clarkson? I need a forward. I need someone who can maybe do what Joe Ingles does. Cause Joe Ingles, even before the injury regressed big time this season, like mm-hmm. he yeah. has been playing yeah, really sure. bad. So Maybe I need something like Joe Ingles. Maybe I need Jeremy Grant. Maybe that's who they should go after. Maybe they need, um, I don't know. Like, you need something, though, because I don't think Jordan Clarkson brings what you need anymore. It's gotten to the point where, like, we don't know what the Jazz need, so they need to go big. Like, they they can't just keep getting these guards that score. Like, we need something solid, something that we can count on. Not necessarily a guy that's going to be a top two option on our team, but we definitely need something. Yeah. We need another scorer. And – and a score maybe, that's maybe, not as inefficient, you know? I don't know if the Kings would be willing to trade him, but he got Harrison Barnes. I mean, you know? yeah, that wouldn't be the worst yeah, thing he, in the world, right? He'd be, he'd be a great fit on that team. Um, you know, going back to Detroit, I think Jeremy Grant is somebody who can move. Maybe Kelly Olenek is somebody who we may we, we might see move this season. Maybe. Uh, you know, definitely a lesser option uh, that we're talking <laughs> about, but I think he, he could be somebody that we see. Kelly Olenek. Kelly Nation, Olenek, uh, fan of the goat. Heat Nation fan, you know. Yeah, exactly. A, a fan favorite. Um, fan favorite. Yeah, so they, they can definitely. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Kelly Olenek is. Uh... Sorry. I love Kelly Olenek. <laughs> I love the baby goat, man. He looks like a goat. He is a goat. You think Boston misses him? Um, I At mean, least right yeah, now. Probably. Like right now. It's been so long since he's been in Boston, though. <laughs> Last time he was in it's Boston, a- he was throwing, throwing shoulders and shit at people, like, in the playoffs. <laughs> and, like, injuring facts. He was that's a fact. Oh, my them. God, that's right. He injured Kevin Love. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. He was, a goon. he was a goon, straight up. That was his, like, <laughs> reputation. <laughs> the, the Heat saved him, ironically. <laughs> the Heat did save him. He was really – I miss him here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, going back to Utah, though, I mean, do we, do we see Royce O'Neal moving for them? I feel like he's, like, too important. But, like, looking at the salaries that they have to move, they don't have a lot of like moving kind of 10 to 12, 13 million yeah. type of million. So it's going to be hard for them to make a deal if they do want to make a deal. Do they I mean, want Joe, Ingles, Joe Ingles is that contract and he's not really, you know. Do they want Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart? I don't know. I mean, what, what's the difference between him and Jordan Clarkson at this point? You know, one plays defense, one plays offense. That's true. It. True. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one, one hurts you on offense, one hurts you on defense. So <laughs> you just hope that Marcus Smart doesn't touch the ball while you're on offense. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Good I point. guess you could trade Royce O'Neal for Marcus Smart. I guess you can do that. I guess, yeah. 
Just Yikes. go go full team, tilt. Yeah. So we agree that the Jazz are out, right? Out of what? <laughs> the playoffs. Contention, yeah. No, not out of the playoffs. Yeah. No, no, the playoffs, I mean like I mean. out of playoffs. I mean like they're not yeah. going to ring. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think the West has definitely become a clear picture with the Suns, the Warriors, or Grizzlies. Yeah. Um. After that, it's a clear decline. So you know, well, yeah. those are the favorites. Um. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. That's awesome. Um. All right. So I do want to move on to mailbag. Yeah, we'll do the mailbag. Um, these people sent yeah. us their mail. They are desperate for answers. <laughs> We're going to give it to them. We're going to give them these answers. Right into our DMs, they slid. Yeah. So first one, dear dudes, I can't keep doing this. Night after night, I am disappointed by somebody new on my team. Dinwiddie, Harold, Bertans. <laughs> it's, had a, wow. it's bad enough. I carry the team off the court with my clothing style. Now I actually have to look like a competent NBA player. I thought Brad Beal would be stoked about my arrival, but now I think he is afraid of walking in my shadow. What does my team need to do to make Bradley Beal a good player again? Wow. Kyle Kuzma, huh? Yeah, Kyle Kuzma. Straight straight to us. Well, I mean, first of all, Kyle, love the confidence, love the... Love the fashion, you know, just the, the it, there definitely a lot of choices being made in Washington right now. <laughs> so, um, so he needs, so he's really struggling. It sounds like to, yeah, to, to I guess, find motivation yeah, to be the number I, one. I mean, his motivation is to be the number one player. I mean, you know, I think he's worried up. about his boy though. Like Brad Beal. <laughs> I, I think he's worried. What's going he's worried on there? He might, he might skip, skip town and finally get a trade requested. <laughs> So yeah, what do, what do we think the Wizards need to do to like enhance their team to Brad Beal? Because I think we can all agree that Brad Beal can't be the number one option on the team. I think we agree on that, right? Yeah, and, and neither can Kyle Kuzma, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Fan, but you know, this is not going to work out. Uh, it's just that I we mean, haven't really seen Bradley Beal be number one on a really good team. So I don't know. It, it's definitely it's yeah. Been it's it's been a that. minute since those Wizards teams that went to the playoffs, and even then. To your point, he was number two to to Wall at the time. Um, you know, I mean, they're just full of of a lot of kind of young guys. Corey Kisper, Rui Hachimura, David, or Denny Avidia, the Israeli guy that they drafted last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, Bertans, Thomas Bryant. Um, you know, I, I just I think they need to start getting some veterans in there. I like Dinwiddie, but he ever since he got COVID and ever since then he's not he hasn't been the same. <laughs> I've heard um, that the players are not like big fans of him. I, that might be a false report, but I'm mm-hmm. hearing that he's not really favored by that organization as much as like you would think he'd be. Yeah. I would say, you know, it seems like they, they really like Davis Bertans. I mean, they gave him the contract. So they need to trade that um, contract. But they need to so get him out badly. Of he's, he's not going to be. That's another four years. Uh, the reason that they succeed. Yeah. I mean, he's making 16, 16 mil this year. million. Yeah for four years and i think they also like thomas bryan a lot too and he's you know he's been he hasn't really played that well so far this season he's coming off injury he just returned like i think late december early january yeah um but he's somebody who has value and is not making a lot of money so you can probably staple him together maybe trade uh you know montrez harrell him oh you you definitely know i I think everybody's on the table on this team yeah everybody's on the table and i think I think I guess the advice we'd give the Wizards is just blow it up and and try to either land a big fish or just go straight into the draft. I mean, is it even worth it to make Bradley Beal happy? I mean, that's the real yeah. question, right? 
you know, it's unfortunate that he wants to stay there. Seems like every yeah, year. Exactly. I mean, that's even, I think what I'm trying to figure out is that like Bradley Beal, like his contract's eventually going to end and he's going to be looking for a lot of money, right? Like that's kind of the trend that we're seeing. Yeah. Like, that's the tr- right now. 33 that's the trend season. we're seeing though. Yeah. Like these superstars are staying on their teams, not because they necessarily want to, but because they want the bag. We're yeah. going to see it with Dame coming up really soon. I, I heard the report today that it was going to be at, like north of a hundred million in the extension, not per year, right. obviously, but like, right. It, it's going to be another yeah. insane inst- extension. So that's what Brad Beal thinks he's worth. But then mm-hmm. if you're the wizards, you got to think, what are we doing paying this guy, this money? If we can't compete with him as our number one option. Like if we can't put the team around him, what's the point of us paying him 50 mil? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like there, there is no point. Mm-hmm. And so I think it comes down to this fact that like, I think if you're the wizards, you might want to consider trading Beal now while you can. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Do it now while he's not hurt, you know, still has good value. There's probably like if, teams that would be willing to take, take on that salary. Even, even bad teams. that just want to fill, yeah. fill the stadiums, you know, you definitely have a market for Bradley Beal right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. While he still says he wants to be on your team, trade him. Yeah, I know that sounds horrible. The best position to be in, though. As a like this is literally the time that you trade him. <laughs> yeah. Before he starts saying I don't want to be here, or before you start leaking information mm-hmm. on your organization that you don't want to extend him. Yeah. Before That's he pulls up, he pulls up Ben Simmons and you mm-hmm. know tanks his value. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. You know, I think like, it's easier for the Wizards to blow it up than it is to build a championship roster on Bradley Beal at this point, unfortunately. You, and it's like the assets you have, you can't even build anything with that because teams that have what you need to get back into the fold aren't going to trade that because they no. need it. No. So it's just one of those situations where I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, bad B yeah. for my guy Kyle Kuzma. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're being like borderline yeah. mvp right now <laughs> that's kidding <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah you want to go to our next next mailbag question yeah, yeah yeah we got another mail here so dear dudes i hope all is well after turning to those i love most i am now turning to you my team Damn, the kings don't love us the most <laughs> my the team the kings do not know how to play the game of basketball i did not even want to be the head coach of this team and somehow the organization failed mm. and promoted me for the season at this rate, Kings fans missed the Jason Thompson and John Salmons days. If you had to trade one of our 40 guards, who would they be? <laughs> Alvin Gentry. Oh man. Uh, I mean it's gotta be it's gotta Buddy be here, Fox. Buddy Heel too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would think you would have to trade Buddy Healed. That goes without saying. Yeah. Awful contract. And I think it'll be a good contract on another team. It just won't be a good contract here. Um, with the Kings, yeah, Kings it doesn't fit the timeline. Yeah, it doesn't fit any other timelines. It didn't yeah. fit last season. It didn't fit when he got the extension. Yeah. Um, and I think it's got to be De'Aaron Fox. I think, I think at this point they're committed to Halliburton. I think they should be committed more to Halliburton yes. I was than De'Aaron to Fox. Absolutely. I think that what Halliburton gives you is a guy that can play both sides of the floor, highly intelligent, and is not a bad shooter. Like I think that's what it comes down to with De'Aaron. He's not a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Like. And if you're a point guard in this league nowadays, you got to be able to shoot. Yeah. Like no matter what you need to be able to shoot, you need to be able to extend the floor for everybody else. And De'Aaron, I love De'Aaron. I think he's really talented. And I think in yeah. another team he'd thrive, but for what the Kings need and for what the Kings are asking De'Aaron to do, it's just not the right fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very similar to Ben Simmons in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
yeah. but not as good defensively. And that's, that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm starting to get into really fearful territory. I, I don't think it'll happen, but that De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox is going to become like a really glorified six man on another team. I mean, it wouldn't be a terrible role, but it's definitely a far cry from what he thought, what we thought he would be. You yeah, know, and like last year, season. he was 27 points per game. So it's like, yeah. it'd be kind of a shame for him to be relegated to that role. But I'm a little bit afraid of the narrative that's going to be given to De'Aaron Fox that like, he can't shoot that well. He doesn't play defense. So what can he do? Like, it's starting yeah. to take shape. So wherever he ends up next, need, he needs to like step up. Yeah. Yeah. As a shooter, at least. He, he needs to go to a team that just needs him for his, you know, kick and drive abilities, basically mm-hmm. just pure offense off the bench. I mean, hopefully not off the bench, hopefully starting, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like he'd go to a winning team, right? Yeah. Because what winning team would want to start De'Aaron Fox at this point in his career? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, what, that's, that's the issue. I mean, we, I know we thought Philly for a little bit, but I don't even think that fits for Philly that well. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be a good situation for him. I just don't yeah. know if that's what they need. I mean, we mentioned Boston. I think that that wouldn't be terrible, but that just sounds like a nightmare with dealing with Brown, mm-hmm. Tatum, Darren Fox. All it's a lot of guys. committed money too. Yeah, they're they're all young. They all want to, they all want to be the, the guy on their teams, you know. Um, maybe Tatum more so than Brown, but still, it's yeah. it's. I think it'd be hard to manage that as a you know, and the Celtics have plenty to manage already. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with, and I'm with you there in terms of like you can't. You can't be trading Tyrese Halliburton, right? Like yeah, no, you I can't. Agree on that. Yeah, you can't. Definitely you not. can't trade Halliburton. Like, even if he doesn't end up becoming the star player of your team eventually, he's just too good of a quality player in all facets of the game to trade. And he's on a rookie mm-hmm. deal. You don't trade guys on a rookie deal. Um, you trade guys that are overvalued. And unfortunately, De'Aaron Fox's contract is an overvalue at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely De'Aaron. And even before De'Aaron, it better be Buddy Healed. If I see De'Aaron yeah. get traded before Buddy Healed. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, speaking Buddy of overvalued contracts, right? I mean, right. Like Buddy Healed, I another guy I really like, but this is not the right team for him. The Kings are just not the right organization for anybody right now. <laughs> for, for most um, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It needs to start from scratch. I'm sorry, Alvin Gentry. Like, I'm sorry you're going through this. You yeah, didn't ask for not it. Not bad. Yeah. But it's tough. I think Davion will be like a good backup. I don't think he should be a starter, though. No, no. Yeah. So like that that team just needs a whole new um like just needs a new roster yeah they have staff. a lot of like interesting pieces right like we mentioned harrison barnes earlier i yeah. think he's somebody who can help a lot of teams you know get to that next level this year if you're on the cusp or looking to compete for a championship or even just get into the playoffs um you know but do they move him he's making 20 million that's not a, that's not that's a tough that big contract. a number it's a it's, it's a, a it's a tough contract though. but compared to you know I guess what it was considered to be a big contract nowadays is not that bad. If you go right. to a contender, right, who wants to improve. Yeah. Um, so like that's, you said, that's Utah, you maybe. Yeah, Utah. I mean, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you mentioned Memphis earlier. I know we're thinking more of a – I think you mentioned more of guards, but you wouldn't be bad in Memphis either. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Kings, <laughs> they're 18 <laughs> and 33. <laughs> they're fifth in the What's crazy yeah, is that I think sorry. they're only three games back from the play-in. Oh man! So you're telling me there's still a chance for our Kings gang? Kings gang. I think every season through. for the past like 15 <laughs> seasons, the Kings have been 18 and 33 at some so point. So true. So true. This is our entire this, lives, right? I hate God. it. God. They're gonna I mean, make playoffs one so day, badly. and we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Sacramento. We have, we have to fly it up. And there's still a chance for it to yeah. happen today. I mean, this year. <laughs> this year. 
We can go it's watch nice. them in a in a one game playoff situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're definitely not winning that play, and we already know they're not winning that play. Yeah, no, we know they're definitely not. Oh gosh, <laughs> what if it's against elimination? The, what if it's against the Lakers though? Ooh, nah, I don't think I don't think the Bron. <laughs> nah, <right. laughs> yeah, I think, I think if LeBron no chance lost LeBron to the Kings to the play in, <laughs> yeah, he no would retire the next season. Yeah, no chance LeBron loses to the Kings. There's no way. There's no way. Oh my oh, gosh, man. poor Alvin. All I right. feel for you, my boy. Yeah. All right. For Alvin. We got our last uh, mailbag here. Ooh. Dear dudes, this is Rob Palinka, VP of operations for the Lakers. The season yeah. has been a disaster. We can't get a record above 500 and I'm scared LeBron is going to take my job mid season. What can I do to get my team above 500 and on the right track? By the way, love the pod. Keep it up. Well, you know, by the way, Palinka, he's already taken your job. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking about, but he's already GM. Um, but what can you do? I mean, trade Russell Westbrook, right? That's like the only thing you can do, except it's the one thing you can't do. So, because no one's gonna, <laughs> no one's gonna get him. So, I stop mean, listening yeah, I to Rich Paul. Stop doing everything. Yeah. Rich Paul says. Stop taking clutch. Stop, stop taking clutch sports players. Um, <laughs> like, come on, man. Think for yourself. For sure. I, I think Vogel wants to also lose his job. I don't know if you noticed some of these lineups. <laughs> I, I think Vogel I've seen a lot of complaints. He's, he's gone desperation. He's I've gone full yeah, desperation. Yeah, yeah. He's just, just not even just, shit it's not on just, the wall. Bro, it's not just desperation <laughs> at this point. He's starting DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like, why are you starting DeAndre Jordan? Fuck it, Wait, bro. He's mean. starting Wayne Ellington, DeAndre Jordan, oh and at times Avery Bradley. Why bro, are Carmelo those three? Like, it's 27 minutes in 2022, bro. I mean, Melo, you know, he's he's fine, but bro, it, it just feels he's fine exactly. But I agree with you. Like, it's just he, there's no, you know, it's bad when you know your offense cannot generate points when you're basically forced to throw in Melo for like almost thirty minutes a game, like you're saying. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, it's even worse when you all things considered, Malik Monk the worst is one. like the bright spot of this bro. Lakers team. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you see these like clips of austin reeves getting minutes and stuff and it's like dude like you're not you're not caruso i'm sorry like i know you know they're both white players who are like tall guards <laughs> but they're you know they're not <laughs> he's not caruso and oh man you know Westbrook, i mean we, we've seen westbrook come off the bench a couple times or, or put put to the bench uh at the end of games just because vocal is sick of it um i feel bad for him but it's just not gonna change he's sick of westbrook soon. but he's not sick of deandre jordan in the starting lineup there's something wrong oh with God. this man yeah. <laughs> there's something wrong with him yeah. like how I are mean, you like these lineups just don't make sense and again i think it's just the roster at this point that just doesn't make any sense but that's like the issue it doesn't make sense it's a very for, poorly constructed roster agreed i mean it doesn't make sense for lebron it doesn't make sense for russell westbrook and you know it, it, i guess in the preseason it felt like well you know, shooters. they're both players who who just need shooters <laughs> around them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when you have them both on the floor at the same time and you don't have a lot of reliable shooters on your roster, you're kind of screwed. So yeah. that's really the issue. I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'll ask you guys this question so we can give our buddy Palenka maybe some more <laughs> advice. Should he just lean into constructing a roster for Russell Westbrook? Should he just lean into bringing shooters, getting rid of some get? of these? That's what they did. Dude. That's what they tried to get, do this last year. Who, right? who do you get at this point? That's the question. That's, I like, mean, that's who's the issue, left? Right? And Maybe Kendrick Pills available for a trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you go for like an Eric Gordon, like we're talking about earlier? Do you try to just like go you have Malik, for these guys? You, the only thing you should not be getting is a guy like yeah. Malik Monk. You already have Malik Monk. 
you do, but you, like, you know, there's only one of those on your team, unfortunately. But Eric Gordon, else is, we're getting Eric I mean, Gordon. Uh, but you know, I, I in, in this in this scenario, I'm just saying, like, just fully lean, lean into these kind of guards to put around small ball Westbrook lineups, but because uh, you I can't was, you can't move Westbrook, like yeah. that's the problem. You can't move. So. You know? <laughs> They do have the 2027 first round pick. Oh yeah, that, that beautiful. <laughs> listen, listen, that 2027 that pick. If I'm going to be very happy. If I'm a fringe team in the playoffs, <laughs> that 2027 pick is looking very crisp right now. Okay, 80 is going to be like 33 hmm. when that pick is in. Who knows what the Lakers are going to be in 2027? Oh, It'll like, be completely different. Yeah. If I'm a French playoff team that wants a first round pick because I know I'm not actively trying to win a ring, like I want that pick. I'm taking that pick. I'll take T- Taylor Horton Tucker in oh, the yeah. first rounder and give you like an asset that's only going to last you two years. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I almost think like that's the route that the Lakers would need to go if they wanted yeah. to add a guy. Like a team that is on the fringe, that does not care about winning, that knows they're not going to win. Um, and thinks that 2027 is going to be the year that the next prodigy comes into the league. And they think the Lakers are going to be bad, which I think the Lakers at this trajectory are going to be horrendous in 2027. 100%, so 100%, like, yeah. you know, I, if I'm a team, I, I think I'm doing that. If I'm Houston, I'd be jumping all over the chance to trade Eric Gordon for that 2027. <laughs> I'm all over that. I mean, you, you probably be able to get it pretty cheap, you know, because the thing is, you know, as long as LeBron is healthy, he's never going to, let you take a break as a GM or a VP and let you just, Oh yeah, we'll punt on the season and wait for next season. Nah, he's not about that at all. He'll, yeah. he'll ask you to, to trade whatever and whoever to get somebody who he thinks is going to help them win a championship this season. So yep. he, you know, he has him hostage just by being there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Palenka, he already took your job. So <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It's tough right now. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, that, that was that the last mailbag uh yeah that was our last piece yeah. of mail i'm sure we're gonna get more next week but yeah uh, i feel like I, especially once once this podcast goes live i'm sure we'll get a lot more yeah <laughs> a lot more requests <laughs> um so unless you guys have any other thoughts i mean i think uh that does it for us um yeah. we have we're approaching all-star break so i think next season or next week we'll probably try to think of a, a fun topic to do for the break and in, in anticipation for the break i'm sure there'll be plenty of trade rumors to go around uh we we abstain from talking ben simmons but i'm sure at some point <laughs> something's gonna have to some, somebody's gonna blink here it's either gonna be philly or, or ben but i guess we'll we'll see when the time comes but i think that's other for us uh i'm mike this i'm yeah. here with easy and benny and you know uh, we'll catch you on on the next time. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Three Dudes One Hoop and give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yep. Take care, y'all.